Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this is podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. It is the Monday version of our Genius Cast. We're running solo today. I am Jameson. I am the genius. Hopefully, we're getting you over the hump. Um, now that we're in week seven, hopefully, we're getting those wins rolling. If not, if you have not checked out our mastermind chat, definitely give it a look. Those that have already signed up for it are taking advantage of those questions. One-on-one access with yours truly. If you have a question on trades, lineup construction, roster construction, whatever it is you have a question on for fantasy football. Maybe you're looking to get into DFS and don't know quite where to start. That and much more. I answer those questions you have within 24 hours usually within an hour or two, um, keep those conversations going back and forth. It's just having that uh, another fantasy football mind in your back pocket. Weekly, monthly, full season packages available. Also have our premium articles for both DFS and season long. We have both options available in weekly and full season packages. So definitely take a look at our website over on www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. If you have any questions, give us a uh, send us a, a, a question on Instagram or on Twitter, whatever the platform is that you follow us on. Uh, feel free to drop us a note if you have any questions on what um, Mastermind Chat is, is about. Definitely willing to uh, answer those questions and kind of put you over the top on if you are on the fence on whether or not to sign up. I definitely think it's something you definitely want to take a look at, make you a better DFS player, or make you uh, a better season-long owner, um, kind of ideas of uh, trade options, that kind of stuff. So definitely take a look at it on our website, uh, weekly, monthly, full-season packs is available. Today on the podcast, we're going to break down week seven, some big-time dud names happening. Uh, Matt Ryan, David Johnson, likely if you had them in your lineup, you likely are not sitting there with the win, or maybe you're looking at a loss if you don't have a big game going on. So some big-time duds. Um, this year's kind of been crazy with the quarterbacks, uh, injured, injured quarterbacks, some of the, the big-name players kind of putting up dud games. It's been a crazy year that way. We've also saw, saw some big games as well. Um, so hopefully you had those big name players put you over the top and get that W. We'll talk about what happened over the weekend with those games. Um, we're also going to talk about what happened, what's going to happen tonight. Maybe you play the one game slate on DraftKings or FanDuel. I'll kind of give you my idea of who I'm looking at for uh, the game tonight between the Patriots and the Jets. And then I'll close with my uh, with my view on the Mixon, uh, Joe Mixon, who I was very high on coming in the year. I bombed on that pick. Um, that's that's on me. I thought he'd be much better than he is this year. This offensive line is just horrible. So I'll kind of give you my, my viewpoint on uh, moving forward with Joe Mixon. I'll give you my viewpoint on David Johnson. And then uh, we'll just uh, talk it out and see what happened yesterday over the weekend. So let's go ahead and jump right on into it and talk about the Chiefs and Broncos. What looked like a horrible injury to Patrick Mahomes looked like it might be season ending. Sounds like it's only going to be a few weeks. Um, best case scenario, they're looking at three weeks uh, for Patrick Mahomes. Looks like that's the case uh, with that knee injury. Personally, I looked at it and I thought it was going to be one of those season-ending injuries. The, the the facial expression of him looked like his knee was, and especially with it popping back the way it did, uh, did not look good. But it sounds like he is going to be back. And for football itself, um, even if you're not a Chiefs fan or a Patrick Mahomes fan, Mahomes back on the in, in the league. Once he can get back, is better for the league. He's a fun player to watch. 
Great for football, great for fantasy. Wish Patrick Mahomes a speedy recovery to get back on the field so we can see that kind of talent back in the, uh, on, on the football field. As for the Broncos, they are st- uh, strictly in rebuild mode. This team is a, not a good team right now, offensively, defensively, um, not getting the job done. I'm, gonna, I, I'm likely, as a Bronco fan, I see this team kind of uh, taking a step back and kind of looking at the future and saying, okay, we've got to build for the future. That's going to p- make players like Emmanuel Sanders um, uh, tradable. There's going to be a lot of people out there that can take a, a player like Emmanuel Sanders and make them, t- them better. So as a Bronco fan, I think it's, it's, it's a good thing to get younger, kind of look to the future. And as a Sanders fan, I wish him all the luck if that is the case. Um, hopefully he can grab onto a contender and hopefully have a shot at getting a ring. Um, so if, if he does get traded, I, th- I think he's going to be a player that can kind of put that team over the top because he still has a lot of football left in him, and he is a very good receiver. That's about it for the Broncos and Chiefs game. Not much to talk about. Uh, Chiefs dominated this team. And, and, and again, this is, a, this is uh, one thing I did talk about with our Mastermind chat folks is maybe selling high on Travis Kelsey. That was when I thought Mahomes maybe might be looking at missing a significant amount of time. We've seen that Kelsey has not had the same impact that he's had in the years past. I do think that's eventually going to happen. And I think the return of uh, Tyreek Hill... It can only help him. It's going to take away coverage over the middle of the field because I have to worry about the deep threat of Tyreek Hill. But with Patrick Mahomes out of the lineup, it's going to make this entire offense a little less um, fantastic as Mahomes uh, makes them. Uh, that's a dynamite team with Matt Mahomes, what he can do on offense. Matt Moore maybe might be a decent quarterback, but he definitely is no uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's going to have a good week and a half to kind of uh, get in the swing of things as a starting quarterback, but we're definitely not going to see the same Chiefs team with Mahomes under center. I mean, I'm sorry, with Moore under center rather than Mahomes. Um, so, but with, with, with Mahomes only going to likely miss a few games, I definitely don't want to be selling Travis Kelsey. I think eventually he is going to get there, and I think he's going to be a player that obviously is going to help teams get to their uh, fantasy championship. First up on Sunday, we had the Rams and the Falcons. A game that uh, I looked at as possibly a high-scoring affair was only high-scoring by one team, the Rams, who traded for Jalen Ramsey. I think that's going to be a trade that's going to kind of help that defense. As for the offense, we saw Jared Goff and company kind of get going. It doesn't hurt to play a team like the Falcons, who the Falcons are a mess themselves. Matt Ryan got hurt in the game. you got to wonder, at 1-6, and six, how much... Uh, are they going to push Matt Ryan if that injury is anything bad? Are they going to want to push him to get him back on the field? This Falcons team is a mess. If Ryan can't go, I think it's going to affect players like Calvin Ridley, Devonta Freeman, who right now is really not – if other than PPR leagues, Devonta Freeman really isn't a player that you want to look at anyways. Julio Jones has not looked Julio Jones yet um, this year. For a couple games, he looked decent, but for the most part, he's been very pedestrian, not a Julio Jones that we're used to seeing. I think no matter who the quarterback is, Julio Jones is still going to be playable, but a player like Calvin Ridley, maybe even a Austin Hooper, without a quarterback like Matt Ryan, I think they're going to have a, a little lesser impact for this offense. So it's definitely have to keep an eye on Matt Ryan moving forward. Next up, Dolphins and Bills. What looked like a game that we might be seeing the Dolphins kind of pulling out their first victory uh, went into the fourth quarter up 14-9. And then the Dolphins kind of did what they did, and they let teams win because they want that number one overall pick. Um, only player that I think on the on the Dolphins that I'm looking at right now is if you're in a dynasty league, I think you can look at Preston Williams. You can look at Devonta Parker. But I like Mike Gusecki, uh, the tight end, the young tight end there. Back-to-back games with over 40 yards receiving. I think you were starting to see that he is the uh, player that the Dolphins were kind of looking at um, for, uh, um, for the future. A very good tight end. 
a young tight end kind of putting make, making his way making his impact felt even on a bad Dolphins team but right now really I want no parts of the Dolphins especially in redraft leagues Dolphins are a bad team they're looking at that number one overall pick as for the Bills I thought this would be a week that was going to be a, a Josh Allen smash week had a solid game but nothing major nothing fantastic but it was very solid couple touchdown passes didn't do much on the ground um, but we saw he's good for 25 30 yards uh, rushing for a floor I thought he was going to get in the end zone at least once rushing, um, but he did get in the end zone twice throwing the ball. Uh, Josh Allen had a decent game for the Bills. Kind of surprised that they didn't really get anything going with Devin Singletary. He was the player that I was looking at as possibly Frank Gore and Devin Singletary just because of the matchup. Um, I think moving forward, we are going to see decent games out of Devin Singletary. The Bills do have a decent schedule coming up, which makes Josh Allen a very good play uh, moving forward. Maybe you have a uh, – maybe you're um, – He's out there, and you're a Mahomes owner. Definitely think Josh Allen is a player you definitely want to look at and possibly picking up over the next couple weeks. Next up, Jaguars and Bengals. Bengals are another team that looks really bad right now. Joe Mixon looks lost. This offensive line is horrible. Doesn't help that the line is so bad for Joe Mixon. Tyler Boyd, nothing spectacular. He can have decent games, but he's nothing... uh, He's not the definition of safety for the Bengals often, especially with the offense they have and with the quarterback throwing in the ball. Bengals offense is not good. As for the Jaguars, Leonard Fournette continues to get the tremendous volume in this offense. Coming into the year, got a lot of slack thinking that my view was if, if, if uh, Fournette's going to be involved in the passing game, which he is, um, going into the season we heard inklings that he was going to be more, more involved in the passing game. And I thought with that more involvement in the passing game, he might be able to push for top one, two, three uh, running backs at the year's end. I think he has that upside as well. I think he has RB1 upside at, um, at the end of the year with the volume he gets. He continues to get monster volume. Fournette is right now a beast running back and if you had drafted him in the second or third round you're loving the uh, return you're getting from Fournette. Dee Westbrook finally had a decent game for the passing game for the Jaguars. Gardner Minshew decent game. Excuse me. DJ Shark, uh, the number one option there for the Jaguars. Didn't have a great game. wasn't a horrible game, but I think uh, um, they tried to get more involved with uh, D.D. Westbrook. I think moving forward, we're going to see Shark kind of get back to that number one role for the Jaguars. Um, outside of Fournette, I think the uh, Jaguars are kind of a matchup play for me, but Fournette is a must-start every week, each and every week. doesn't matter the matchup for Fournette. Next up, Vikings and Lions. Very high-scoring game. I thought this would be uh, not as high-scoring game here. I thought it would be much more of a kind of a defensive game. Lions have a pretty decent defense, and the Vikings have a pretty good defense as well. But there's a lot of scoring here. Matthew Stafford, four touchdown passes, all four going to one player. Uh, and it was not Galladay who I was very high on coming in, in, into this week. I think Galladay is the number one option there. But Marvin Jones, 10 catches, and all four of the touchdown passes thrown by Stafford went to Marvin Jones. So if you had Marvin Jones, uh, good for you. You likely are sitting with the W because of the game Marvin Jones had. And putting up 30 points, four touchdowns for Matthew Stafford. Galladay, only two targets and one reception. Got to wonder what happened there. Um, was the shutdown corner of Xavier Woods. I mean, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, Xavier Rhodes. Was he the reason why that was? I do not know. I didn't watch much of the game. But you got to like what you saw out of Marvin Jones and Matthew Stafford. Um, on Johnson suffered an injury. Uh, definitely want to keep an eye on that at moving forward because I think on Johnson does have a decent schedule uh, upcoming. So definitely want to keep an eye on if, how bad that injury is for on Johnson. As for the Vikings, 
Dalvin Cook, another monster day uh, on the ground. But again, we saw Kirk Cousins have a, a great day through the air. Four touchdown passes, over 300 yards. Saw an injury to Adam Thielen. Sound like he's not going to be able to go on Thursday. That's going to make Stephon Diggs much more of a, a star player. And uh, we saw back-to-back big gains from Stephon Diggs. Looks like this passing game is starting to get going again. Um, so if this offense is going to be able to pass the ball and run the ball, the Vikings are going to be back to the team that maybe we thought they were at the beginning of the year, putting up decent numbers and stats um, as an offense, an entire offense overall. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. Vikings look good right now. Next up, Raiders and the Packers. Aaron Rodgers threw his hat in the ring of MVP again. Five touchdown passes, over 400 yards passing. Monster day for Mr. Rodgers. No Devonte Adams um, and uh, uh, Scantling, two catches, 133 yards, and that long catch, one touchdown. The touchdowns were thrown across. Uh, got one from Scantling, got one from Graham, Kumaro, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. So, so definitely went uh, went to a bunch of people. It wasn't one player. So that's what Aaron Rodgers does. He makes a lot of players um, fantasy relevant. Uh, you could have played Scantling, could have played Graham, could have played Kumaro. Um, Lazard, who was a, a popular play, not a big day. Three catches, 42 yards. As for the Oakland Raiders, big day from Darren Walker. I mean, uh, Darren Waller, the tight end there for the Oakland Raiders. Seven catches, 126 yards, and a pair of scores. Josh Jacobs over 100 yards rushing. Um, those are the options that we're looking at on this offense. I don't think any anybody else in this offense is is playable in fantasy, but Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs are every week starters in my opinion, just because of the volume, just because of what they can do on the football field. Hopefully we get Mr. Devontae Adams back soon because this offense for the Packers will be even better at 6-1. and one. Um, Without uh, uh, Adams on the field, they can even get better when you have one of the best run- wide receivers in football return to the lineup. Hopefully he can get back sooner than later, especially if you're an Adams owner like myself. Next up, a game that I thought was going to be a very high-scoring game between the Texans and the Colts. wasn't as high-scoring as I was. Yes, they, 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 they did put up over 20 points each. Uh, Colts win the game 30-23. to Fun game to watch. Um, not a big day from Marlon Mack, who I thought was going to have a little more of an impact on this, on this game. It was much more of the Jacoby Brissett show. Brissett show. Uh, Zach Pascal, decent game. Six catches, 106 yards, and a pair of scores. T.Y. Hilton, six catches, 74 yards, and a score. And Eric Ebron had a touchdown as well. Lots of offensive passing explosions there for the Indianapolis Colts. As for the Houstons, finally got that big game from DeAndre Hopkins. Nine catches, 106 yards, and a score. Kenny Stills, big game. Four catches, 105 yards. And we saw an injury to Will Fuller. Sounds like he's going to miss um, multiple weeks. That's going to make Kenny Stills and Kiki Kuti uh, both players that you want to look at in your Ross and, and your waiver wire. I think both are going to be uh, priorities, especially if you're a fuller owner, because um, moving forward with this offense, they're going to have more of an impact. And we saw what can, Kenny Stills can do, and we know what Kiki Kuti can do um, from last year as well. So I think both of them are going to be pickups in your waiver wire um, this week with the news that Will Fuller is going to miss multiple games. Carlos Hyde, not a big game. I thought both uh, running backs in this game kind of didn't do what I thought they were going to do. I I thought they're going to try to run the ball a little more on both sides of the ball. But Mack and Hyde both uh, put up stinkers. Um, Only 44 yards for Mack and 35 yards for Hyde. So for players that I thought would have a little more of an impact, neither had much of an impact. And not really either had, didn't have much of an impact in the passing game as well with Hyde no, no receptions and Mack with only three receptions for 12 yards. So both running backs were kind of duds on a weekend of duds for fantasy. Next up, we have the Cardinals and the Giants. 
For all the points the Cardinals uh, scored yesterday, not much was um, done by Kyler Murray. Kind of put up a dud game himself in a, in a smash spot. And David Johnson, a lot of negativity coming out. Um, a lot of fans, uh, fantasy owners upset about the not knowing that he was going to have an emergency role kind of thing. Came in for one play, and then we hear that he was uh, only going to be playing if there was an emergency. I had plenty of shares of Chase Edmonds and DFS before we heard that David Johnson was going to be the starter in the game. Once I heard that he was going to start and there was no news of any kind of limit, limits for, uh, limitation for David Johnson, I took Chase Edmonds off of my DFS rosters, and I regret it now because he had a monster day over 100 yards and three scores. Now that they're bringing uh, some running backs in to work out for the Cardinals, you got to wonder how much of that uh, injury is not being told to us, and it's a, a much more of a significant injury. So definitely going to have to keep an eye on David Johnson news moving forward. I think if he's in your, in your waiver wire, and hopefully he's not because you listened to him to me um, earlier. A couple weeks ago I told everybody, especially if you're a David Johnson owner, you need to make it, sure you have Chase Edmonds on your roster. Hopefully you listen to me because I think Edmonds is going to be a very popular waiver wire pickup in all leagues this week. We got to kind of pump the brakes a little bit on Edmonds, though, because once um, we get Christian Kirk back, the thing's going to take some of the stuff. And, I, and the Cardinals do have a tough road ahead um, with the, uh, the the schedule the Cardinals do have. So we kind of kind of have to pump the brakes a little bit on Edmonds, a little bit on this on this entire offense because of the schedule coming up. As for the Giants, Daniel Jones not a great day, not a bad day. Um, Golden Tate decent day. Evan Ingram, uh, the Cardinals give up a huge amount of points to tight ends. He was a non-factor in the game. Got to wonder if that injury is still affecting him. Um, he, he he left the game a little bit in the late late in the first, fourth quarter, but he was able to return. Saquon Barkley, welcome back. Decent game, and it's only going to get better moving forward for Barkley and his owners there for the Giants. Next up, the 49ers and the Redskins. What a rainy day this game was. If you saw any of the highlights, you saw the highlights of players sliding all over the place. 49ers win an ugly game. 49ers defense is legit. Ground game is legit. 49ers are legit. 49ers are contenders this year. And if you don't think so, you're not watching them play the games. This team is looking fantastic on the defensive side of the game. As for the game itself, not much to talk about for this game. Um, the weather was horrible, so it kind of affected what they're going to do on both sides of the ball. But 49ers defense showed, like always, they are a legit team. I think I saw a stat that under 150 yards passing, or under, under 200 yards passing over the last three weeks total against the 49ers. This defense is legit, especially the pass defense. Next up, Titans and the Chargers. Titans win a close game late. Um, they they uh, forced the Chargers to uh, try to run the ball with their running back, Melvin Gordon. He got stopped, and then he fumbled to end the game. Um, I think the Chargers should have stuck with Austin Eckler. Eckler is the better running back, in my opinion. Um, with the games that uh, Melvin Gordon missed, Eckler was fantastic. Now that Mr. Gordon is back, they're 0-3, losing to two really bad teams. In the charge, uh, in the Titans, Titans aren't, aren't anything special, and then they lost also to the Broncos earlier. So since Melvin Gordon, Gordon's gotten back, this team is not uh, what we thought. Eckler is not the running back that we that we want in fantasy, and he should be a better running back because like, yesterday a seven catches, 118 yards, and a score. But how many people started Eckler because of Melvin, Melvin Gordon there in the backfield? I still think Eckler is a starting uh, a flex option. But with Melvin Gordon there, it does take away a lot of what he can do on the field. And I think Eckler needs to be involved more in this offense if the Chargers are going to uh, get back on track, in my opinion. As for the Titans, Derrick Henry is about only, the only thing. I think both defenses kind of played a little better than we thought. 
Not much to talk about the Titans and Chargers, in my opinion. Uh, Saints and the Bears. Saints continue to roll without Drew Brees. Sounds like he might be, be able to come back this week. That's going to make the, the Saints even better. Their defense is playing lights out without Drew Brees. Teddy Bridgewater is getting the job done. Latavius Murray against a very good Bears defense has a couple scores over 100 yards um, on the ground. The Saints are a good team. This is why I said the Saints weren't going to lose a lot when, when Drew Brees went down. People thought that this team's going to struggle. They're going to fall out of contention. I said hold, uh, pump the brakes. This defense, they have the, 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 the players to kind of withstand an injury to Drew Brees as long as it's not for the season. Now we're seeing this team is they're, – they're a very solid team. Now you're going to bring back uh, Drew Brees. I think the Saints are the contenders with the 49ers for representing the NFC this season in, in the big game come February. As for the Bears, Mitchell Trubisky is not a good quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. The Bears need to figure out what's going on there. Um, they're wasting a great defense, um, and I, I don't know why they're not giving the ball to David Montgomery more. Why aren't they running the ball more in Chicago? This is what they should do. And a, a quarterback that struggles, why are they not running the ball more in Chicago? Unfortunately, if you have David Montgomery, just like Joe Mixon, you cannot start him ever again um, right now until we see something happening, and I don't know if we're going to see anything happen with either one of those options moving forward. The Bears look lost. They don't know what they're doing. On Their identity is not there. They need to run the ball more, play good defense, and hopefully they can do that moving forward. But right now, David Montgomery is a bench, uh, riding the bench along with Joe Mixon for me in fantasy. Ravens and Seahawks. Seahawks got destroyed by the Ravens. Ravens put up a, um, a, a great game plan on both sides of the ball against the Seahawks. For a player that usually doesn't get razzled, Russell Wilson kind of looked uh, looked frustrated a little bit more often in that game against the Baltimore Ravens defense. Earl Thomas coming back to Seattle um, to play against the team where he led the, the the Legion of Boom secondary there in Seattle. Had a great game for the Ravens. And then we also saw the debut of the new cornerback there in um, Baltimore uh, score a touchdown. With the Rams trading for, uh, um, I'm sorry, for uh, Ramsey, that meant something was going to happen with Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters was traded before they brought in Ramsey. Peters' uh, new team scored the touchdown on his uh, first game. The Baltimore Ravens' secondary looks a lot better now they have Peters to go along with Earl Thomas. Uh, Ravens might not have the, the defense we've seen in years past, but they are moving in the right direction to be a decent defense. They, are, they already were a pretty good defense, but uh, now they have Marcus Peters. They have a shutdown corner to go along with a hard-hitting safety in Earl Thomas. I do like the Ravens' defense moving forward even more than I did um, before the game. And we closed off the uh, Sunday games with the Eagles and the Cowboys. Cowboys absolutely destroyed the, Cow- the Eagles. Uh, Dak Prescott continues to have great games. Ezekiel Elliott continues to destroy Eagles' defenses. Um, both players uh, having good games yesterday. Amari Cooper, who looked like he wasn't going to play at all, had a decent game. Five catches, 106 yards yesterday. Cowboys defense de- absolutely destroyed Carson Wentz, made Wentz look lost. Big day from the Cowboys defense. Um, I I don't think there's anything to worry about with the Eagles moving forward. And obviously the Cowboys are going to be uh, – we, we know what the Cowboys are going to do. It's Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Jason Witten, we know who the players are on that offense, and I think moving forward, what they, what they did against the Eagles' de- defense, we can definitely trust them going, going forward, and I think the bye week is coming at a good time for the Cowboys to kind of get healthy with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and so on and so forth. That was the Sunday and Thursday games. The Jets and the Patriots would close out tonight. If you're playing the one-game slate over on DraftKings or FanDuel, 
We'll start off on DraftKings. I always talk about you want to kind of try to find a contrarian way to kind of uh, attack this slate. And again, when you're trying to beat out over 185,000 people, very top-heavy uh, payout structure, you're going to have to be contrarian. But unfortunately, this game here, we know who the players are. Um, it's very uh, uh, tight-knit kind of players on what's going to happen because of the injuries over there on the uh, Patriots side of the ball. And, then, and, and also with the Jets, only having a handful of players that are actually rosterable in fantasy. All these players are going to be very highly owned. So how can we be contrarian without kind of uh, blowing our lineup and not having a shot? The way I'm looking at doing it is playing the Jets' defense. I think the Jets are going to be able to contend in this game and kind of have a, a – a, a shot to win. I think the Jets are going to be able to kind of push the New England Patriots a little bit. And I think if we do get a, a down game from Tom Brady, the Jets are a team that maybe can kind of put you over the top. And the Patriots defense, we don't ever see this kind of salary for the Patriots, for any kind of defense. But with the season the Patriots defense is having, maybe you can kind of get the Patriots defense a little less early because of how, um, how highly priced they are. Over on DraftKings, they're what is it, $1,800 less than what uh, a quarterback is. That's insane to think about. So the way I'm looking at kind of attacking it to being a little more contrarian than the rest of the lineup is kind of going Le'Veon Bell as my captain spot and going with both defenses. Uh, Patriots obviously going to be more popular um, than the Jets, and I think the Jets are going to go under-owned. I don't like the kicking game for either options this, this week. I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game, and if you can get a couple touchdowns, um, from the Jets, maybe you get them from Sam Darnold and Le'Veon Bell. I do like um, over on drafting, I do like Jamison Crowder because the slot receivers are targeted by Darnold throughout his uh, college career and NFL career. With Darnold in the lineup, we've seen uh, Crowder get peppered with those with those um, um, slot, slot targets. And then Robbie Anderson, a player that I think is, is much more um, impactful over on FanDuel compared to DraftKings because I don't see a lot of deep balls going his way, going anybody's way in the Jets game just because I think the Patriots are going to be able to get pressure on um, Sam Darnold. So he's not going to have time to kind of unload on that where he kind of uh, takes advantage of opposing defenses. And again, uh, Gilmore's going to be the one that's likely going to uh, take on Anderson. I don't like the matchup there. But over on, over on Fando, I do like Anderson. I, I do like him as the, the MVP spot just because there's going to be lesser, uh, lesser pe people on Anderson than they are going to be on the Le'Veon Bells, the Tom Brady's as the MVP spot. And again, with no kind of penalty for the salary between the two, you want to have your best players there. So people are going to, are going to gravitate to Brady, to Le'Veon Bell, to Sonny Michelle, to James White. So that's going to make Anderson a lot lesser owned over there. And all you need is one big play from Anderson to pay off that salary, especially if it's going to be a low-scoring game like I think it's going to be. So if you can get a, a lesser-owned, uh, low-owned player like Anderson in your, in your MVP spot, and he has that one, maybe he has one or two of the only touchdowns of the Jets, all of a sudden you have your lineups going up the leaderboard where um, other teams that are going uh, very quarterback heavy if they, and, and maybe it's more of a ground game with a, a big play here and there for Anderson. That's the way I'm looking at uh, attacking both DraftKings and FanDuel. Going to have much more of my uh, play over there on DraftKings because I like the way that they're set up with their one-game slate as it is. That's how I'm looking at tonight's game. Hopefully if I can't win it, one of you guys can win those monster paydays out there for both sites. Have a great rest of your day. Good luck if you need somebody in tonight's game. And to close out the podcast before I leave, um, David Johnson, how I'm handling that situation. I'm definitely trying to get Chase Edmonds. Definitely keep an eye on uh, David Johnson moving forward. 
with them signing, uh, bringing in a couple of players to kind of work out, kind of got to kind of wonder about this injury for David Johnson. So I definitely want to make sure I'm kind of staying on top of things. If Edmonds is available on your waiver wire, you must, and I mean must, go out there and pick him up, especially if you're a David, David Johnson owner. As for Joe Mixon, he is no longer um, worth the roster spot in your starting lineup. I would not drop him, obviously, but he's not uh, worth a starting position just because this offensive line is not good. He is not getting the production that we need him to get for uh, to start in our, in our lineups. Same thing with David Montgomery. He's no longer starting. Um, a couple weeks ago, I didn't start him anymore. He continues to not be a starter. Hopefully the Bears can kind of figure that out and he can get in there because I think he is the better running back there for that offense. They do need to run the ball more often. As for Matt Ryan, I think it's definitely we have to keep an eye on him. Not only for Matt Ryan, but also for Calvin Ridley, Austin Hooper, Devonta Freeman. I think no matter what happens, Julio Jones is fine. But those other players for Atlanta, if they don't have Matt Ryan, we definitely have to keep an eye on that as well. That will do it for today's podcast. If you've not followed us over on Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow. On Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. On Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And as always, our website, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. Where winning isn't the only thing, it's the genius thing. Hopefully you have a fantastic day. Check out our Mastermind chat. Check out our season-long and DFS packages. We have monthly, weekly, full-season packages available. Any questions, hit it up on Instagram or Twitter. Have a great day, and let's dominate those leagues.